Welcome to Ed Council Insights. This is our podcast to provide insights into new developments in the Missouri education community. If you are a Missouri school leader, school board member, or any public educational decision maker in Missouri, well, you're in the right place. Today, we're going to be talking about one particular aspect of school board meetings that has received a lot of attention over the past 18 months. That is the live streaming of board meetings. More specifically, I'm referring to the live streaming by the district of the regular board meetings, as opposed to patrons or others in the audience actually recording it or live streaming it themselves. So, you know, prior to COVID, there were a number of districts that live streamed their meetings on a regular basis. But with the pandemic, uh, many districts went to a virtual meeting, at least temporarily, and then continued to live stream their meetings afterwards. To be sure, there are some positive aspects and benefits to live streaming board meetings, and certainly the uh, that live streaming of meetings should make them more accessible to the public and make the decisions of the school board more open to public scrutiny, which is a positive thing. From a philosophical point of view, boards may very well decide that they would like to live stream and continue their – or even just continue their practice of live streaming that they've adopted over the past few years. But today, I want to focus on something that is rarely discussed, and that is the aspect that uh, tends to be a distant afterthought, and that is the legal considerations in deciding to live stream board meetings. Are there potential legal pitfalls that school districts need to consider? I believe there are. And as I said, they seem to be a, a distant afterthought to the concept of live streaming. You know, perhaps the a good place to start, at least as good as any, is with the issue of the requirements to make our public meetings accessible to all individuals. As everyone knows, we do have the requirement to make sure that we're accommodating individuals with disabilities. Our board meetings are considered places of accommodation, uh, public accommodation, I should say. And, you know, the ADA certainly guarantees equal opportunity for persons with disabilities. And that would apply to certainly school districts as public entities. In 2008, ADA was amended to broaden the scope of how a disability was defined. And some of you may remember this, and it was expanded to include psychological, emotional, and physiological conditions. Those are all now co included in the definition of a disability. While a disability may limit that individual's capacity in perhaps some way, it is the responsibility of the school district as a public entity to provide equal access through accommodations suiting the disabled individual's needs. That brings us to live streaming. Live streaming, you know, may very well require video captioning and related accommodations as we, uh, you know, look at whether or not we're going to live stream. That has to be one of the considerations that's given is can we do this in a way that's going to be accessible to individuals with disabilities? Closed captioning, perhaps other auxiliary aids, as that term is used in the ADA, may be required if that's what's it's going to take to allow equal access to the public meeting. Captions are just an example, but uh, there are other considerations that may need to be made, you know, making sure that the individuals with various types of disabilities have the ability to access the public meeting that's being live streamed. One of the things that may also be a consideration from a legal lens, and this is one that also seems to be lost in the shuffle from time to time, and that is 
the requirements that are associated with a school district's records retention. If you think about it, in the context of a school board meeting, there are many different topics discussed typically. Um, and that would include not just those items that are being discussed by the Board of Education, but presumably also those that may be discussed in the public comment or visitor comment section of the meeting. That can range from uh, a number of different things depending on how the board's policy is structured and whether or not it puts parameters on the various topics that can be discussed by visitors when they speak to the board. When it comes to that particular aspect of the requirement for records retention, as some of our listeners will know, school districts are required to retain records depending on the nature of the record that we're discussing for various periods of time. And what I'm getting to is that the requirement that we retain records in accordance with the Secretary of State's uh, retention guidelines, and that's something that we're required to do by law. And those records may be of various types, and, and each type of record has a, um, a retention requirement that it, you know, varies from everything from permanent retention to something that is, is somewhat temporary in nature. Perhaps it's a year, perhaps it's five years. It just depends on how it gets scheduled under the Secretary of State's retention guidelines. And as I said, that can be something that is pretty varied based on the topic that's being discussed. My point here is that as we receive Sunshine Law requests about anything, a question is going to have to be asked is, is that something that would appear on our live streamed recording? Is that something that's going to appear or be mentioned in the context of a board meeting? Presumably, what somebody's going to have to do at this point, if they are live streaming and retaining that record, they're going to have to figure out some way of maintaining a topical index of the various things that are discussed in the board meeting, not just those things that are being discussed by the board. Uh, pursuant to an agenda, but also those things that may come up in the context of visitors' comments, track that. And then when you receive a Sunshine Law request, you're actually looking to see if that particular video is going to include any information about that particular topic in accordance with the Sunshine Law request. That would be a legal requirement if you are looking at uh, having a, an online video of your board meetings, something that I think people don't think about when they say, hey, we're going to start live streaming our meetings. Another legal consideration that I would encourage schools to discuss with counsel is the use of the live stream video in subsequent litigation. This is one area that is a little bit difficult to explain until you've experienced it, but if you have video of a meeting and it relates to a particular issue that ends up in litigation, you can almost plan on that the plaintiff's attorney is going to request uh, the video of the meeting. And that is, you, you can almost also plan on excerpts of your board meeting being shown at trial. And when I say excerpts, you can also plan for your adversaries to chop up those videos to paint the board in the worst light. And the video just provides them with ammunition to do so. Also, those videos are going to contain very detailed information and a limited point of view. What gets captured on the video is not perspective that an individual board member is going to have if, as they're going through that meeting. And so it's going to appear, for example, that 
you should have been uh, been dialed into a particular issue or discussion that took place at the board meeting because it obviously took place. It was captured on video. Yet, as a board member participating in a meeting, there may be any number of reasons why you didn't capture that in your mind or uh, actually perceive it at the time that it happened. All of that is going to get distorted in litigation. And the video of that board meeting may very well be used against you. Um, and it's something that you can plan on uh, being used against you at trial, but perhaps also as you're deposed as a particular board member in a case. Another consideration is for privacy of students and employees. Now, presumably, we're talking about an open meeting of the board, and so all of the information discussed there should be open. The problem that we have more and more frequently, it seems, we have individuals who are making comments in our visitors' comments or public commentary portion of the meeting, and it tends to expand into things that maybe are aimed at individual employees and the, their performance as an employee of the school district. Or perhaps um, maybe there's a student issue mentioned. And if that's the case, we're certainly going to have that in the meeting anyway, uh, granted that that would be a problem. But that problem is magnified tenfold when we live stream that same information that may include private information regarding a student or employee online. Finally, I would just say that video live streaming uh, of a board meeting can alter the behavior of the participants. And because of that, that may have legal implications. Sometimes that can be a positive thing. You know, people behave a little bit more, perhaps when they know that they're being uh, recorded on video. But I think the opposite is equally true. A number of people would love to take advantage of the soapbox that's being provided to them so that they can live stream and grandstand in, in front of the camera. That has legal implications because it creates issues for the board in maintaining order and decorum in their meeting. What I'm getting to here is that the video live streaming may actually exacerbate what is otherwise a problem, but magnify it intensely and then create incentive in some perverse way, for people to actually behave in a way that now is going to require the board to step in, and usually that falls upon the shoulders of our board president, to police that. And that can lead to legal issues for you. These are all things that I think probably don't get considered enough as a district makes the decision to live stream or to continue their practice of live streaming. It is difficult to scale that back if, if you've been doing that in the pandemic. And I can appreciate that the benefits of, of live streaming from a philosophical point of view may be significant and ones that need to be given due consideration. But I think there are also legal considerations here that need to be taken into account that have been largely neglected by many school districts. And I would encourage you to think about what those are, including the area of accessibility to all individuals, including individuals with disabilities, and making sure that you're doing that with any online video that you're live streaming. Also, making sure that you are retaining your records appropriately and providing those and disclosing those records, including the video of the board meeting, if anything is sunshined uh, in a way that would capture or fall under the umbrella of what's in that meeting content uh, that's being recorded. 
I would also say that you need to bear in mind that if you are allowing live stream video of the board meeting, that's something that's probably going to be used against you in litigation if it hasn't uh, been used already. Then I would say the privacy of students and employees is an additional consideration that you might want to take into account. So there you have it. Legal pitfalls of live streaming school board meeting. Hopefully this has given you some food for thought as you've tried to weigh out whether or not to either live stream or to continue your practice of live streaming school board meetings. I just want to say thanks for taking a little bit of time to listen today. I hope you'll follow and share our Ed Council podcast on social media and subscribe to hear upcoming episodes on current legal topics and issues related to school law. You can also follow us at Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, or you can check us out on our website. Just Google Ed Council. That's E-D-C-O-U-N-S-E, all one word, and you'll find us there. Glad we could be together, and thanks for listening to this edition of Ed Council Insights.